like a moment from a horror movie. You have been hanging out in the wrong clubs, Mr. Wayne. I've seen this movie. Smoke and mirrors, guys. Welcome to the movie factory. Join the club. We've got jackets. And you stole it from a movie. We want you in our club, kid. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Burke Reviews Movie Club. I'm John Burke, and with me, as always, Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And this is the last episode of November 2021. Uh, Mint in Box is the theme. That's movies that we own but have not seen before. Uh, tonight, we were going to be reviewing The Uninvited from 1944 on the Criterion Blu-rays um, that we both happen to own. And before we do that, we like to catch up with how things have been going and what else we've been watching since the last time we recorded. So, Corey, uh, it's snowing where you are, is it not? It snowed for about five minutes. And then it stopped. Thank God. Mm. But it was fat snowflakes, right? I I always send you guys videos. Yes, and you're always unhappy about it. I'm Um, always unhappy about it. It was cool here, but not not snowing. Um, I think it might have breached like just below 50 this morning. Um, But not not quite that cold. Although it stayed really cold in our house for a while today. Like... um, Actually, it was like in a hoodie and like sweatpants for like the early morning this morning, which was nice. I've been cold all day. Like, it's all day. not cold now, but uh, it was. It was cold. It's just warmed up quite a bit. Um, how else? How have other things been aside from the weather? Um, fine. I'm. I have a four day weekend. Uh, I I'm on vacation, so I can't. Yeah, you know, I know. Stay. I know you get like I know, yeah. But yeah. but I have a four day weekend and I'm very excited about it. And we're not having family dinner until Sunday. And tomorrow, my goal is just to like have a real slow chill day and watch some movies. Maybe like planes, trains, and automobiles. Maybe son in law. Um, you know. And uh, home for the holidays is a favorite for Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. It's a good too and a new one listeners i i think i mentioned it last week i'm not sure uh black friday um is a new movie is out on vod it's uh bruce campbell is in it and it is a really solid uh thanksgiving horror comedy if you're if you're down for horror comedies um i say i say rent it or buy it on vod i need to watch that i mean it's it's definitely like b movie but it's a fun b movie it's not like you know it knows what it is and bruce campbell is like it up as long as the people who made it know that. Yeah, and they I feel know. like they do. I'm not sure if Devin Sawa knows it completely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair. But um he he's not bad in it, but he's definitely like I, there are moments where I'm like uh, does he think this is like serious? No, I don't know. I can't tell what he's doing. Oh, no. Um does he know he's Casper. in a movie? Um <laughs> Well, um you know, we are it's we're recording uh, the day before Thanksgiving because uh, yeah. we usually record on Fridays. But, you know, we're giving ourselves the weekend off, um, which makes sense because neither of us have to get up early for Thanksgiving, although I will get up early to run in the morning. Um, mm. So I, I came across something weird this year. Um, my wife and daughter don't like turkey. Apparently, I mean, it's fine. I like I like it. I don't need it all the time, but I do like it. Um, so I'm a little sad. But uh, last year we made steaks, which doesn't feel special enough That's for fair. like a Thanksgiving dinner. So uh, this year we kind of stumbled into we're doing um, an Irish Thanksgiving. We're making corned beef and cabbage. <gasps> um, but then I was like, I think cornbread stuffing will go with corned beef. Like I do. I think it's going to be a good side. So I'm going to have corned beef. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have corned beef and cabbage. We're going to have some stuffing. Um, with some deviled eggs, which we usually actually do deviled eggs with uh corned beef, anyways. I don't know where we got that tradition, but we like that. That sounds um, delicious. And then uh, I bought mashed potatoes, but she bought my wife, you know, Kathy. She bought um, uh, red potatoes, like which Ooh. we used to not do the red potatoes with, like the last couple of years because I've been avoiding carbs. I'm not really avoiding carbs per se anymore, but um. I'm not, I still, I kind of would rather have mashed potatoes. Uh, I don't mind a boiled potato, but I just, I don't know. I like mashed potatoes. Um, they just taste better to me. Uh, mashed I like potatoes, potatoes with 
red potatoes are really good. Don't like yes. peel the skin off, and then like you need some garlic and butter. And I put sour cream in my potatoes. My I do too. Potatoes. I also do that, and yeah. I, not too much, just a little bit to make it creamy. But yeah. um, but that's what we're doing for Thanksgiving tomorrow. That it's just gonna delicious. be the three of us. Um, I'm gonna teleport over. You should do that. It would be, oh man, Kathy would lose her mind, especially for the teleportation part. She would be so freaked out, but, uh, but also just happy to see you, but I would still be like, what the hell? Um, kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, but so that's tomorrow. And I think we might go see house of Gucci tomorrow. Mm. Um, cause Kathy apparently wants to see it and we'll just drag Taylor with us. Um, I kind of think Taylor might want to see it. She just doesn't go to the movies anymore. She has not been to a movie with me in some time. Uh, so it makes me a little sad. I trained her so well, and then she's just like forgotten her training. Maybe one day. Um, I mean, it sounded like she was a ninja or something. I mean, you know, the, we take film seriously in this house, uh, or at least I do. And um, for a long time, she was my my buddy with movie going, and it has it has faded as she's gotten older, as things do. You know, kids find their own little passions and stuff. So I'm probably gonna sneeze, and I apologize ahead of time. <laughs> Ooh, gross. Um, so, a uh, fun game. I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast is in active conversation with my wife. So, I got her uh, one of her Christmas presents this week. I got, um, you know, she we hadn't she hasn't had a laptop since we were robbed back in like 2015, I think it was. Um, and we've had computers, and she's used like the desktop or whatever. And I bought her a tablet last year. Um, and she kind of uses it, but not much. Uh, but she had hinted that she wanted a Chromebook. Um, cause Walmart had them like on black Friday special for like, like a hundred bucks. There was one, uh, but it was like, it was one of those really like limited, you gotta be there right when it goes on sale kind of things. Um, and it was like an early black Friday sale. So it was like one of the first things they did. I didn't get that one, but I did get her a Chromebook. Um, she doesn't know that and it's sitting to my left, but then, you know, we collect the pop vinyl, uh, the Funko pops. And, um, a while back we got, uh, left eye T-Boz and Chili, the TLC, oh, yeah! um, in the waterfall costumes, not the clear, cool ones, but like just the waterfall ones. And at some point recently they've released the, the, uh, from the ain't too proud to beg music video, like the, the attire from that one, which is where left eyes like most iconic look to me is like, that's where, when I think of left eye, that's the, the big hat and like the egg sunglasses, um, and I found those today at, we have like this cool arcade eighties, uh, like pop it's, it's, it's retro video games, but it's like 90% Funko pops. They have so many Funko pops at this uh, particular store and, um, Taylor wanted to go today. So we were there and I saw that they had all three and I was like, mm, it's rare to see. Cause I'd seen like, uh, left eye and chili at books a million, but they didn't have T-Boz. And I was like, if I'm buying them, I want all three. I want the whole trio. And they had them at this shop. So I was like, and K- Kathy would, really likes she's the one who bought the waterfall one so i was like she would love this extra christmas present so those are all adjacent to me um and i'm excited for like christmas because it's it's that time already we're we're you know the last month away that's fine like exactly a month from today will be christmas eve holy mackerel well um that's what i've been doing this week i've actually been watching a lot of movies because um it is for your consideration season and uh, uh, as a part of the Critics Association of Central Florida, we are getting a lot of screeners to see things that um, I wouldn't be able to see if not for this. So uh, I've got to see some international stuff. So let's let's get into what we've been watching. I'll let you go first because I'm guessing I have way more than you. Oh, probably. Um, been really busy this week with all kinds of things. Um, so all that I have watched is, and also I have a complaint, a small minor one, but... I watched the first Bill and I rewatched the first um, Harry Potter. Is it Chamber of Secrets? I don't remember. Uh, no, that's the second one. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, Sorcerer's um, Stone is the first one. Perfect. And then we started watching the second one, but Bill fell asleep. So we we're going to have to restart that. <laughs> I've been wanting to rewatch them for a long time. And so has Bill. So we're making it happen. But okay, let's talk about this movie, whatever, Fandango, Voodoo, whatever. Nobody remembers all the names of the movies. Just put ah. them in order. Just put them in order of one, two, three, four, or five. Not like, you know what I'm talking about. They're like all weird. Yes. And I have to like. The box art, I believe, has the numbers on them now, though. Do they not? It does. But it does. it's still just annoying. 
Ah. Also, I was watching on my little crappy TV in my bedroom, so I think I'm fine. I I actually do know the names in order, though, so just to counter counter that. I I, honestly, if you had said that, well, when you were saying it, I was in agreement, and then I was like, wait a minute. Nope. uh, Yeah, I know the order. Um, also, I want to say, and you guys can send me hate mail, I've never read the books, and also, there are so many dang books, and they're so big, and it's just so much, that I don't think I'll ever read them. It's like, I want to, but it's like, do you have time to devote, you know, five years of your life to reading, you know what I mean? They're they're quite good, um, but they were, they may not hold up, um, because of, you know, like, a lot has come out from J.K. Rowling since then. Um, so I'm not advocating that you you give her money for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but I I did read those. That was at a phase when I was into reading. Um, I went through a little phase when I started teaching English, where I was like, hey, I should probably read books. And then I stopped teaching English. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm done with books. Um, <laughs> but uh, I do listen to books on occasion. But I I, I rarely I I find uh, reading to be a uh, Herculean act for my attention span, unfortunately. Oh, um, so, um. But I did read all of those uh, only once, though. Um, some people have read them many, many times. I've only read them once. Um, mm-hmm. I did like them. I heard the audiobooks were good at uh, one point. My a friend of mine listened to them after he'd already read the books, but he went back through them. But um, there's a lot of extra stuff in the books. Not not tons. Like I think uh, as far as book to movie adaptations, I think Harry Potter is some of the best. Um, they do trim some things out that people would love to have, but it would extend the runtime for no no need at, per se. Like there's some cool stuff with like the house elves, um, but you meet Dobby in the second movie. Okay. Um, there's some cool stuff with them throughout the books because of Hermione in that book. Um, and that, that is the second one's my least favorite. Um, I, I, the only thing I like about the first one is the Christmas sequence really though. I love the Christmas sequence in that one, but um, it's both are Christopher Columbus and they feel very bland and kind of, you know, Christopher Columbus-y. Um, but then, then uh, you get Prisoner of Azkaban for the third one, and it's it's phenomenal. I love that movie very, very much. Um, gr- much better director there, uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Um, and then it's fine from there. Like the, the other ones are all good. I have no real major complaints with any of those until we get to uh, Fantastic Beast, and then I have so many complaints, just a million complaints. Oh, we know. We do. Uh, so Harry Potter, you watched the first two, kind of. You haven't watched all of the second one. Yeah. And then our movie of the week. Oh, wow. You really not watched yeah. a lot. I'm very oh. busy. We finally finished our home refinance. We went in and signed a, like a book of full of papers last night. So it's finally done. Guys, so much paperwork. I hate paperwork. Oh, but it's over. Well, congratulations on that. That's good news. Um, I've watched a bunch of stuff. I will start. I actually, um, I've listened to, I, I always listen to the Blank Check podcast, but um, my friend, uh suggested that i listen to a podcast called serial it is an npr podcast uh that is like a true crime podcast um and she she suggested i listen to the very first episode of season one and then i listened to the other uh 11 episodes of season one total of 12 um in one day what because i really really apparently like true crime stuff that i didn't i've, I've avoided it because I think I've always known that I would get really into it, and I did, and I couldn't stop listening to it. Um, because she wanted me to watch a TV show, uh, which is a Hulu series called uh, Only Murders in the Building, that stars uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And uh, they are into true crime podcasts, and it becomes like a true crime mystery that they are uh, involved in. And I watched the first episode tonight um, before I went and saw a movie, and I've, I'm hooked on the show for sure. Uh, it's, it's not only very funny, but you can see the, uh, the very creative uh, storytelling that's going to unfold as you watch through the episodes. Um, I don't do a lot of series, uh, but apparently this week I'm going to be watching some because also Hawkeye came out. I'm going to watch that. Um, and I, I will be watching Only Murders in the Building. And I also st- I got to get to Ted Lasso season two at some point. Um, but there's just so many movies, Corey. I have so many movies in my inbox right now i i can't and that's not even counting like the stuff i already wanted to see this is stuff that i didn't think i would be able to see that i now have access to and i have like a limited window like i have a month to watch most of these so like i'm trying to cram as many in as i can uh it does help i have i have big tuna who watches way more and he's kind of like make sure you watch this one you can skip this one and i'm just taking Mm. his word for it because i just don't have time to do all of them um 
Well, let's go. So since uh, we last recorded, I watched the new HBO Max and the- theatrical movie uh, King Richard. It is It stars Will Smith. It is the... Uh, biopic about the father of venus and serena williams and like and them but it's it's heavily focused on the dad who goes by king richard um it is real it's good it's very good it's very compelling uh you know i didn't realize i was the same age as venus um which makes me feel terrible in a lot of ways because i'm like yeah she's at 40 she's won wimbledon like four times i i have a podcast um so yeah, take that Venus. Not that it's a competition, but you know, it is like that jarring realization that people that you like, I didn't, I, I grew up watching her. I had no clue. She, we were the same age. Like it never yeah. occurred to me that we were contemporaries. And uh, yeah, so that was a little jarring to realize, but, um, and I mean like the same age, like she was born in 82. So like, we're like the same age. Um, j- crazy. Like I, I still have, I forget like when I root for athletes that they're like 10 years younger than me now. Like it's like, ah, yeah, LeBron James. Oh God. Um, but you know, I get, I get past that. Anyway, uh, I, I went and, uh, Kathy went with me to rewatch Ghostbusters afterlife. Um, loved it as much as I did the first time, cried even harder the second time. Cause I knew it was coming and I was like oh, no. psyching myself up for it. Um, great movie. Uh, Matt and I's episode of that podcast uh, of our review will be dropping on Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this uh, and you haven't listened to our bloody awesome movie podcast review of Ghostbusters Afterlife, go check that out. Um, watch this um, pretty outstanding movie called Swan Song um, that stars Udo Kier um, and is uh, a a kind of biopic of sorts about a um, a, a gay man who was known for uh, being like a designer, like makeup artist. But I don't think the way the movie plays out, I don't think he was like famous. He was like famous in his town for it. Um, but it's a really compelling story. It's a tremendous performance uh, from Udo here. It's, it's excellent. Um, caught this really weird buddy comedy called Mandibles. It's on Hulu right now. Um, but I got, I did watch it on a screener, but I totally, if you like like dumb and dumber or Bill and Ted's, and you don't mind subtitles because it is a French movie, but you also like weird stuff, like not quite David Lynch weird, but like weird. Check out Mandibles. Um, very, very good. Uh, I got I, I got the pleasure of taking my friend to pick up his Tesla um, in, or- in Orlando. And uh, I was so close to one of my favorite theaters out there that I was like, well, let's see what's playing. And Belfast was playing the new Kenneth Branagh film. Um, have you seen the trailer for Belfast, Corey? No, but I keep seeing it advertised everywhere. I love it. Um, I really, really love this movie. Um, the more I sit on it, the more I am like impressed with it. Uh, I don't think it's a, a, I don't think it's flawless or anything like that, but I do think it is, it really spoke to me and the things that I'm interested in. I, uh, there's a lot of cool cinematography in it. Um, definitely there's some love letters to cinema and theater, um, something I adore. Uh, I really found it. It seems like it could be such a heavy premise because it is set in 1960 in Northern Ireland and the Protestant Catholic civil war is like on the uptick, but that's not really what it's about. Like it's, that's the backdrop and it does, it creates conflict within the characters, but it's really about the characters and, and love, um, and like different generations of love. Like there's grandparents, there's a father, mother, and then there's a very young boy who has a crush on a girl at school. And like those things are essential to uh the the love of this movie for me and they really really clicked um so i really enjoyed it totally recommend that movie um i caught uh jim cummings did i don't know if um you have seen the uh the wolf of dang it i keep forgetting what it's called something hollow yes um jim cummings wrote and directed that stars in that um he did a movie called thunder road which i loved a couple years ago and then the beta test is his new film it's weird, but it's great. Uh, really, really cool movie. Um, I recommend checking that out. That is available on VOD and or uh, to rent or buy. Um, I caught an Iranian film called A Hero. Uh, freaking outstanding! It's the most anxiety-inducing film I've seen since Uncut Gems. Where like I was like on it, like oh my god, why are you doing that? Please don't do that. Okay, but um, I found it much more tolerable than uncut gems like uncut gems like i was like miserable watching i was so stressed out the a hero i was stressed out but it was like i wanted to keep watching and i wanted um i i needed to know what was going to happen like i was very invested and there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that movie highly recommend a hero if you have access to it i don't know where you can see that at the moment 
Um, but I really, really liked it. Um, this one's on Netflix. If you haven't seen Tick, Tick, Boom, I, I don't know if you'll like it, Corey. It is a musical. Um, yeah. But it's not it's not fully a traditional musical because it kind of blends things in. Like There's context to why the character's singing at times or we are sometimes in the character's head because it is about um, the composer writer of the the musical rent um and others but the like it's not about him writing rent though rent's just like that's the thing he's most known for um but it's it's andrew garfield is phenomenal it's so good um lin-manuel miranda directs um and he does a terrific job uh with this movie i there's some so much cool stuff in it i absolutely love this movie highly recommend if you have netflix uh, that you give it a chance, even if you are anti-musicals like my friend Corey here, which I don't understand. But um, and then literally fresh out of the theater, I just saw Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. <clears throat> oh, man, it's so bad. Um, it's it looks so bad. bad. It it did. It looks worse on, on screen like the, the CG is so terrible. Dude, it looked bad in the trailer. I was like, am I just because we briefly spoke about it? Yeah. I honestly thought that that had to just be the trailer, like that they rushed the trailer out. But no, it looks that bad. Um, and the 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 zombie design is terrible. The internal logic of the creatures is is real bad, I and mean, that's something that I get real like pet peeve about with movies. It's like, look, if you're gonna have them do things, they have to be consistent with that. Like, you can't haphazardly like decide are they after do they want to eat flesh or not. If they don't then cool but then why are they playing games with the people like that doesn't make sense like when the monsters like do things out of like one zombie's like just rubbing the window with blood and then the other zombie just shatters through it's like well why didn't the other zombie shatter through it like why would they leave in handprints what the hell is that about like that doesn't make sense movie um there were two guys in the row ahead of me that were talking like they were recording a podcast while watching the movie um Yeah, they just would not stop talking. They were not recording a podcast. It was my joke that they just would not stop talking. Like, they did not care that other people could hear them. And normally that would, like, anger me. But at the same time, this movie was bad. So I was just like, whatever, you know. Then leave. Like Me? Them. Them. Like, yeah, if- the, well, I, don't, I don't know what they were saying. I mean, there are moments. It's not like a complete everything's awful, but most of it's awful um there's like so many like cringy parts like they wanted to make it more like the video games but they still don't seem to trust that the video game story is enough and it definitely is these are like story rich games some things don't translate like like the the puzzles and stuff don't usually make sense when they come from a game to a movie because it's not it's not something real life we would do like you wouldn't have a puzzle door in real life and they don't they they avoid stuff like that mostly there's a couple of little nods to the games but there's so much cheesy stuff in this and they, uh, they, they just, it's so bad. I was so, so upset. I was really hoping they had maybe like, okay, now they're going to really like stick to the games. And I, I've played several of the games. I am not by any means encyclopedia knowledge of the games, but it's, it's movie production stuff. That's bad. Like dialogue's bad. This is cheesy. Like there's some really bad exposition. Like, and at one point they like, they act like they're going to really give exposition and then they, they interrupt it with a joke that doesn't really work. And you're just like, well, why even do it then? Like, don't, yes, exposition can be annoying, but like, you don't have to joke about giving us exposition. Just don't give us the exposition. Then like, there's no reason to waste 30 seconds on some guy beginning. Like, well, let me tell you about the Spencer mansion. And then no, you idiot. What are you even doing here? Like, okay, that's stupid. You know, like whatever. It, it's bad. It's everything about it is bad. I don't think there's any redeemable qualities because even the things that like you might get excited about if you're a fan of the franchise, they really screw up a couple of the characters. Like they change their 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 whole dynamic, and it's like why even include them then if you're gonna if you're gonna fan service the 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 game fans with bringing the characters into the games or from the games into the movie, don't make them different in a in a like a significant way like i'm not even talking about like look i'm talking about like behavior and character like why bring them in if you're gonna ruin them like that's defeats the whole point so yeah not a good movie i highly recommend staying away from it unless you are uh you know glutton for punishment like me apparently um because i sat through the whole thing with with big tuna we we saw it together and boy um neither of us neither of us liked it uh so take that for what it's worth guys 
um, that's what I've been watching. So let's get into uh, the movie of the week. Uh, the Uninvited from 1944, uh, directed by Lewis Allen, written by uh, Dottie Smith, Frank Partos, and Dorothy McArdle. Um, it stars, we don't have too many people in this, but we got Ray Milland, Ruth Hussey, <laughs> sorry, Ruth, um, <laughs> Donald Crisp, Cornelia Otis Skinner, Dorothy Stickney, Barbara Everest, Alan Napier, which uh, Alan Napier I like because he's in some other stuff. Um, Gail Russell, who is important because Stella is the, the young girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's way down on that list. She's so significant to this. And then everyone else is just uncredited people who show up as like drivers and stuff. Um, Alan Napier was in something else that I liked a whole lot. I'm looking. Oh, oh, he's Alfred in the 1966 Batman TV series. And that's uh, oh. that's important because I loved Alfred on that show. Um, that's what he was. That was, and he does like a voice and sword in the stone, but that's, I was very excited when I realized he was Alfred and Batman. I was like, what? Um, but, uh, uninvited. It was on the Martin Scorsese top 11, uh, horror movies of all time. Um, we bought it on criterion before that, or I think I bought it because of that, but I think you had it before, Mm-hmm. Uh, Scorsese's list and it's well regarded for the most part um, it does have a not does not have a meta score uh, but it does have a 7.3 IMDb user score um, this was my pick but I'm like Corey I, I'm curious what did you think of The Uninvited oh god I hate when I go first oh um, come on <laughs> um, I feel like um, if it was my top 11 list I don't know all the other movies oh, on I will his get list but I feel like I would maybe leave this one off. Here comes the hate. Um, yeah, this was not my favorite movie. What specifically did not uh, work for you? Um, isn't it an hour and 40 minutes, but it feels like it's five hours long? I mean, I don't know if that second part's accurate. It is, it's an it is hour not and long. 39 minutes. It was, uh, I feel like they easily could have cut at least 20 minutes off of this movie. Um, I feel like this movie is so wordy. Um, oh my God, long-winded. I, I just don't find it very compelling at all. Like, I don't really, I feel like it could have been good. It has good bones and then just, I personally don't like the execution. I don't like it. So I don't know. Uh, I pulled up the article from the Martin Scorsese um, list, which was a far out magazine article in the UK. Um, the list is here. I don't know. It doesn't appear to be numbered. So I don't know if this is just like 11 horror movies that he loves or if they're in order. Um, I can't imagine they're in order because some of these I'm like, no, there's no way that's that low. But this is the 11 movies from the list. I had seen several of them prior to seeing this list. This list came out this year. Uh, but it has The Haunting from 1963, which I watched this year. Isle of the Dead, produced by Val Luton, 1945. They have him listed as director. That is incorrect. Article, bad. Um, they have The Uninvited, which we just watched. The Entity, which I watched a few weeks ago, which is great. Uh, Dead of Night. Um, which which one was that? I, I watched it, but I do not remember that one for sure. Which one was that? Now I'm panicking. I didn't see that one. Um, the Changeling from 1980, which you love and I now love. It's great. It's one of my favorite movies um, ever. Also from 1980, The Shining. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, 1973, Matt's favorite film, The Exorcist. Um, wow. Night that of the... is always going to blow my mind. Mm-hmm. Night of the Demon uh, from 1957. The Innocence, which we did two weeks ago on this podcast. And one of my favorite movies of all time, Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock. Um mm-hmm. Which is why I'm saying there's no way that's number unless it's in other order and that's number one. Uh, which I I love Psycho. I wouldn't put it as the best horror movie. Um, I think I would actually go The Shining for my favorite horror movie. But I think I would go The Shining and then The Changeling. But Psycho is in my like top five. It, well, I usually list Rear Window as my favorite because I feel like it's not as loved as Psycho. But mm-hmm. I I could swap out Psycho Rear Window at any time. I love both of those movies. I've seen both of those movies many many times, and I have taught both of those movies um, a few times. So I'm very very familiar with all of those um, Hitchcock major ones, especially. But um, so of the movies on this list, um, I have again watched them all. What was Dead at Night though? Hold on a second. 
I saw there's like some kind of race cars or something in the trailer. I apparently I gave it four stars. I don't remember this at all. Like I'm looking at it like now. I'm like I don't even remember watching this. I feel like I feel like I need to say that I feel like that happens to me all the time. I have the worst oh, memory. I remember. I feel it like now. it never happens to you. Okay. It's it's a there. I watched I've watched so much stuff this year. Um, oh, I know, but still, it is a uh, it's a it's actually kind of the the what's the word the um like uh, oh, creep show. It's um, a. I knew until you said that, and now I it's can't like think of the word. lots of different stories. Yeah, three, ah, it's like three or four movies. What the crap is the word? Um, I would know this any other anthology. time. Anthology. Anthology. I was uh, like, it's an A word. The framing device of the anthology is my favorite part of it, though. It's really, like, the short stories are, are good. As I'm looking at it, like, there's, like, a puppet. And I'm like, I don't remember a puppet movie, but it's because it's there's, like, four movies. Because um, there's, like, three shorts and then the wraparound, which is the cool part, honestly. Uh, the wraparound is what sold me on it, to be honest, uh, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. But um, but of the ones from this list, I think it's my I think the uninvited <clears throat> is my second least favorite. Um, I think Curse of the Demon was fine, but I, it's not one I would want to revisit. Um, the <clears throat> uninvited. I, I didn't dislike it, but I definitely wasn't caught up in it. And I definitely didn't find it scary. Um like at all like i wanted to be scared i was really like oh maybe this will be the one that really like scares me and at times i'm just like this is kind of just like whatever all right how are you gonna have a haunted house movie with zero atmosphere like so that's the biggest thing to me like there was nothing and i believe i read somewhere that that's what it was like uh, known for was the atmosphere and i'm just like but what? it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's atmosphere like it honestly at times feels like a comedy like not like a straight up comedy but like like there's like weird jokes and weird bits that happen in the movie um with with especially with the act i feel like it's partly the, the actor like I, ray M- millen like um i really love sullivan's travels and i love dial in for murder which he's in both of those and um i do not like what is this called again love story love story is trash um but he's like i don't he can't he must be her dad or something in that movie like that it's whatever um but sullivan's travels i adore and dial in for murder i also it's hitchcock so it's very hard for me not to like a hitchcock movie and that movie's got like a weird kind of hitchcock gallows humor element to it so milland works in that role really well the uninvited i feel like he's still doing this kind of like over the top performance that feels a little silly um, and I'm, I'm looking at Letterboxd and a lot of the critics that I'm friends with have given it three stars. And that's the thing. That's where I would put it. I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't think it's like a horror movie to me, like it, it, especially to list it in your top 10. Um, I, I didn't feel like it, it fit there because, man, like there's a couple of moments that are a little creepy, like hearing the woman crying is creepy but they don't really do anything with it. Like it just happens. And then it like, okay, let's, let's leave. I'm like, all right, I guess. Um, and even more, I, one of the things that was like the most disappointing to me is the cover art of the, of the criterion box. And it's also the poster on letterbox where it's just the girl floating is really scary in and of itself. Like, like, Oh, that looks really it. And then it's just him holding her and they cut him out. Like yeah. that's in the movie. Uh, that scene happens and he's holding her. And so they remove him and it makes it look like she's being like carried by a ghost, but she's not. So it's a little misleading to have that as your box art. And it's like, that's not the most iconic image in the movie. When you watch it, like, it's like, okay, he's holding a pass out girl. That's not the, the image that's striking to me that I want on my cover. So the fact that they, and obviously it wasn't because they cut him out of it because there's no good ghost stuff in this movie. Like the, the ghost moments are kind of a letdown. Um, I am so glad it I it obviously sounds like I like this way less than you but that we at least agree yeah it's it's you know I, I'm a little disappointed obviously this isn't the first time um the the searchers we watched a couple of years ago and many of our, my favorite directors cite that as like their best movie like not their best movie but like their the movie that inspired them the most like Martin Scorsese again actually and I love Scorsese, and I think his work is excellent. We definitely have different tastes in movies sometimes. I mean, most of the movies on that list, I uh, completely agree with. I don't think this movie has a place in my top ten for horror at all. Like, um, I don't 
feel like I need to watch this again. I don't need to talk about it with anybody. Like, well, you still got at least a few more minutes with me. So, oh my god, I'm sorry. Um, but I didn't read the synopsis, listeners. Apologies. We kind of dove right in this, but uh, a brother and sister move into an old seaside house. They find abandoned for many years. I mean, even the setup is stupid. Um, they find this house by chance. Like it's so. Uh, their original enchantment with the house diminishes as they hear stories of the previous owners and they meet their daughter. Like there's some cool stuff with that early and it kind of get, doesn't go anywhere. Like, um, and the, there is a mystery element to this, which I, I kind of figured out like pretty quickly. Um, Oh, listen to the tagline from the most popular mystery romance since Rebecca. Um, Rebecca what? is a way better movie. Uh, in my opinion, by the way, now that they say that, because that's a cool ghost story that is like, there's a mystery element. Is there a ghost? Is there not a ghost? Like, this movie tries to do that, but quickly it's like, no, there's a ghost. And you're like, oh, okay. But it's not the ghost we think it is. Like, oh, okay. And it's like, whatever, it's fine. Um, Again, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's particularly scary. And I agree with you. I don't think the atmosphere is really there, especially like compared to other. In some ways, I appreciate that it's not over the top with atmosphere because some some 50s and 40s horror movies go like real hard on the fog machine. And sometimes, sometimes that's, that's cool. OK. Sometimes that's OK. And other times it feels like a B movie. This feels feel maybe like too plain. What did you say? I feel like they only had it in a couple scenes, but the fog was not mm. good in this movie. No, no. And it would weak. it may not have made sense to be fair. I, I'm not encouraging more fog in this movie. Um but I am it, it didn't it didn't resonate well for me. Fog um, in the house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, Climbing up the stairs. But like there in there is noted in the movie that a huge age difference between Ray Ew. and uh, or uh sorry, his name is Roderick and Stella. Um and th- yeah, so that's kind of disturbing in and of itself. Um and like everyone's okay with it, but Stella doesn't genuinely seem like she really is into him. Like no, she, just to move into the house, I feel like she would. Yeah, she, she was just playing him. Yeah, right. That that's the vibe I got. She's just trying to get in the house. Um, and then, then it's like, but but he keeps going after her. Um, he's like so, old enough to be her dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, ew. Yeah, didn't love that part of it. Um, it was creepy. Yeah, there's there's a few jokes. He's like he gets scared. And he like cover. He hides under the covers at one point. Um, you see, like that's what I'm talking about. Like it, that stuff wrecks tone. Like, and again, I'm all for horror comedies. I like horror comedies quite a bit. But that to me, the the tone felt off in this movie. Like it didn't feel like it was fully committed to being a horror film. It yeah. didn't feel fully committed to being a horror comedy. Um, it just was like it just felt like an old movie. Wing it that didn't know what to do like and and that's okay like but i mean i haven't done any of the special feature stuff on the criterion i kind of i need to hear other people talk about this and like explain to me what it is about this that stood out so much because like i really loved um the innocence like i thought that was phenomenal and then like this is like what yeah like and i know that that movie has like I don't know how many years, 15, 20 years on this movie, but I just love so much about that movie. And then I did listen to one guy review this and he's like, I love it, but didn't really have a lot to say about why, I guess. I was like, you just, I listened to you talk for 15 minutes and I still just, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know, um, I guess we should get into spoilers just so we can wrap up on this. So, Corey. Guys, from here on out, we are going to talk about this movie in great detail. You have been warned. And I don't feel like we spoiled it before this, but we might. We were definitely, I was being a little loosey-goosey about the horror stuff, um, the ghost stuff. But I... Oh, sorry. No, no, please. Um, So, I know that this is an older movie. I get it. Mm-hmm. But... Every time they had those dank candles, it was such bad lighting. I was just like, what's happening? And it was a few times throughout the movie. Yeah. And the movie actually was has one Oscar nomination for cinematography, for the black and white cinematography specifically, 
which I do think it looks good. Like, I don't have any complaints in that regard. Um, but uh, the lighting intentionally is hard to see uh, at points, but maybe too hard to see. Yeah. Um, I, and it's, it, like you said, it's established early on that there are, well, we're pretty sure there are ghosts. Cause I think at one time the brother and sister are like, Oh, it might be caves, blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor gets on it. They have a seance. I've never, I don't know what that thing was that they were doing the seance with. I've never seen. A Essentially board. it was a Ouija board, but without a board. Yeah. I've never seen one look like that. It looked like. I don't know. I thought that was cool. And stuff. Yeah, I thought that was cool though. Um, using a glass, I don't know. I mean, it you know it served the purpose. Got handle uh, handy. Yeah. Oh, kind of tragic. Um, the actress who plays Stella mm-hmm. died of alcoholism at thirty six. Oh wow. Yeah, and apparently from the review that I listened to, um, she's very like she was insanely shy and you know they just thought she was beautiful and they could work through it and i guess that the actor millen uh-huh. um like helped her get through that when filming i guess so i thought she was good like i didn't i don't have any real complaints with the performances um mm-hmm. uh, millen a little but again it's like it's he's doing what they're they're asking him to do i just don't think it fits it's a little too zany at times. Um, yeah. Like, there's a few scary moments. I think the, the Ouija board type thing is, is good. Um, I actually really like the doctor, Napier. Um, the actor is Napier. I liked him a lot. Um, but again, even some of the bits with them feel a little silly. Um, the things that I don't think they do a good job, like, when they first go to the, the room that's, like, the studio, the flower, like, dies, and, like, this the, the, he gets really sad. There's this whole idea of, like, the spirit being, like, oppressive. And I don't feel like they do enough with that. Um, it doesn't like turn anybody or like no one does anything awful because of it. Um, the worst is that Stella tries to kill herself, but that isn't the reason because we're the, the reason is that there are two ghosts. That's, I guess the twist in this, right? Like we, is there a ghost? No, no, there's two. There is her mother who isn't the woman we think it is. And then there is the, uh, the woman of the house who we thought was her mother, but it isn't. Um, so, I want to make sure that I'm straight. So Carmela or Car- Carmel, Carmen? I don't remember. I think it's uh, Carmel. Okay, perfect. That is Stella's mother. She is Stella's mother. Yes, but that's not who we thought the mother was. No, we thought it was the lady of the house. Correct. But the same, but the lady of the house, the man of the house, I don't know their proper titles. I can't remember his name. He is still the father. They were talking about yes. them it's having a- an affair. A, a well-known affair. Um, that was the thing. The woman was okay with it for a while. Um, the wife was like, it was like a, a known, like five to seven type situation, right? Like where, oh. like, um, Carmel, but then was she allowed to have one too? Uh, I don't, the vibe I got was that she didn't want one. And I actually, I kind of think the, the, the one doctor might've been her lover. Um, they couldn't hmm. outright say that. But there are a lot of implications that there was like a lesbian relationship between the two of them. But in 1944, they, they wouldn't have been allowed to actually say it. But I think it's heavily implied with the way she like kind of uh, she, the, the painting of her is like quite uh, like. Oh, that doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not Napier, the, the woman doctor. Sorry. Um, yeah, it was kind of strange that she had a painting and stuff. Well, and like she knew a lot about it and it, it she didn't seem like a friend covering for a friend it seemed like a lover covering for you know someone who she lost um because she wasn't she died accidentally like that was the like she didn't kill herself she fell um killing carmel right isn't that how it worked i think so someone killed somebody and the husband left and never came back yeah um it's it's very it gets very very twisty. I'm trying to a little like much. skim the the plot on on Wikipedia, but I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's whatever. Um, Doctor Scott is called away for Beach. Beach succumbs to a heart attack. That's the grandfather, right? Um, yeah. Breaking Doctor Scott to rescue Stella. Crumbling cliff. Carmel is Stella's mother, freeing Carmel's spirit to leave Windward, but something evil has remained. 
After sending everyone away, Rick confronts the spirit of Mary Meredith, telling her that they're no longer afraid of her and they, that she can no longer has the power over them. And that's enough. That's how it is. Like, you can't do anything anymore. Oh, all right. My bad. Be gone, um, spirits. Yeah, it's a little cheesy. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see how it's number 10. I, I really don't. Even really any good music in this? Or like score? Like I, I don't remember. Uh like nothing that stood out to me for sure. Especially again, compared to the uh The Innocence, which has a killer score and is so fantastic. Um, I really wish we'd watch them in the other order. Yeah. Because this is not the way I wanted to end the Scorsese list with like one that didn't resonate for me. Because like the entity <laughs> is a crazy movie, and I'm I can't recommend it to people because it's about a woman being raped by a ghost, and it's disturbing on so many levels. But it's also like allegorically, especially in a time because it was made in 1980, I think, and we're mm-hmm. living in a Me Too post Me Too movement time, and that movie is such an allegory for women not being believed like you know she's raped by a ghost so it's even more unbelievable but that just allows for the movie to kind of play this like victim shaming thing where it's like look how this woman is being tortured we the audience know that it's happening for a hundred percent like there's no doubt in our mind and we are watching everyone question and doubt her and because it is rape of a ghost it is like it's not it doesn't feel as exploitative as a rape sequence often feels in a movie not to say that there isn't a few scenes that are like definitely a little exploitative, but um, that movie was like jarring on so many levels. And that, like, I would have never have watched that if not for this list. I probably would never have watched this if not for this list. And I'm not as odd. And so it's a little, I feel like it being the last one is a little disappointing because there are so many like gems, like you've recommended the changeling for years but I never made any real effort to get to it. And I finally did. And I'm like, why hadn't I watched this movie before? This movie's excellent, you know? Um, so I, I'm, a, I'm a little, I, I'm probably harsher on this movie because of my ex- expectations well, of it. I was, I w- kind of wanted to say, like, I see what you're saying. And it always sucks when we end the month on a, like a, you know, mm-hmm. you know, a not a good one. But what if you had watched this one, like one or two movies in, I don't know if I would have, Kept been going. compelled to keep watching you know that's fair i mean I, i'd seen about half of the movies before i started watching and like again there's some of my favorite movies on the list that's i think why i even like dove into it because i'm like i love scorsese i like i like having lists especially short lists like this to complete because it gives me a focus when there's so much mm-hmm. to, to choose from that's one of the reasons i love doing this podcast is because we have the rules in place. Like we, we pick the themes and then we, we have to have not seen a movie. So it, it narrows my selection so much. And I, I love that because it makes me really like, what do I w- want to watch for this? And that's what like these little lists like this from a director who I admire do. And I, I don't regret watching this. It's not like, this is not a bad movie. Like I just watched resident evil. Welcome to Raccoon city. That's a bad movie. I regret watching. I don't regret the uninvited. I just, I, I was the uninvited gave me the feeling that what like I I'm like what's wrong with me that I'm not loving yeah. this yeah because it I, does... I I expect if if Scorsese and so many other people apparently love this movie I am like well why don't I love this movie like what's going on you know that's stopping me from loving it yeah but it it is it's one of those uh this is not the first time this has happened with us and beloved horror movies. Like no. w- neither of us love Suspiria. Neither of us love Phantasm, uh, the Phantasm, yeah. whatever that was. And here's one that a, a lot of people love. It doesn't seem to be as universally loved as some other movies, but mind you, but um, I mean, I, I think this is leaps and bounds better than uh, either of those other two movies you just mentioned. Yeah. I would much rather rewatch this than those. Cause again, I didn't find this unenjoyable or even like, like it's illogical. Yeah, like a lot, some of those movies, like we just were like, oh, this is, I mean, Phantasm to me is a straight up B movie like that people just have latched onto. Suspiria is a Giallo film, and that's a genre that I think I don't know enough about to fully understand what they're trying to do. And as I've watched a few others now, I have a better sense of what they're going for. I still don't think I like Suspiria, but at least I get why it's like regarded now. Um, 
this movie again i had no major issues with it i didn't i just wasn't like super invested i definitely wasn't ever scared i never felt like the atmosphere of it um but i you know i don't have any major like super criticisms outside of i do think there's some tone issues but like you know that's i can forgive but it's just not memorable all right i got i got nothing else no um i i'm going to say it's decent watch leaning towards um not a total waste of time like i mean i think i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go with not a total waste of time okay that's that's fair i mean you didn't have a lot of positives to say so it makes sense um that said listeners uh that's our review of the uninvited next month um, is the end of 2021. We're getting into December already. Uh, we are going into one of my favorite themes that we do usually every December, which is Through the Cracks. These are t- movies from this year that we haven't seen yet, and we want to catch them before they slip through the cracks. And um, our current lineup is as follows. Uh, Werewolves Within, which I actually have seen, but this is Corey's pick. Corey has not seen. Uh, I am actually very much looking forward to rewatching it. I had a blast with this movie. Um, horror comedy is available on Voodoo. Uh, it's on sale right now because of Black Friday. Uh, nobody, the um, oh, I'm going to forget his name, but the Better Call Saul guy uh, who had a heart attack this year. But it is his uh, John Wick movie, essentially. But I've heard great things about it, so I'm very excited to check that one out. Um, you still have maybe on the, the third movie, so I'll give you a second to decide if that's what we're doing. No! Um, the Velvet Underground uh, is a documentary about the band. Uh, it's on Apple TV Plus. We're doing as number four. And we have five movies in December because there are five weekends. Um, and we're doing My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To, which I don't remember where that one is. How are we going to watch that one? But we will be watching that one. Um, are we doing what you have for third? Or are you changing it? Mm, I'm so terrible at this. We'll just leave it. Okay. Uh, it, in the Earth, which is uh, who it's on Hulu now. Um, I also have already seen that one. So I have seen two of the five movies we're going to be doing next month. No. But um, At least you want to see one of them. I, I liked In the Earth also, but uh, Werewolves Within, I'm more inclined. It's a horror comedy, and that's more of a repeatable thing for me. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to be watching this month. Um, Werewolves Within, Nobody, In the Earth, The Velvet Underground, and My Heart Can't Beat Unless You Tell It To, all on uh, our Through the Cracks theme for December 2021. So follow us on social media to keep up with our thoughts. Uh, you can find me at BurkeReviews.com and at Burke Reviews on all the social platforms. Corey? At Start to us on the end. And if you like what we're doing here at Movie Club, we ask that you take just a minute to rate and review the podcast so that other people can find us. Uh, in the meantime, have a good holiday and keep watching movies. Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director-focused shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think. This has been a Burke Reviews podcast. BurkeReviews.com.